Uh-oh, internet. We starting another week with a substitute whose eyes are redder than... Uh, what's a red state these days? They're all turning purple. Uh, Mississippi. Here we go. <laughs> and welcome to Season 152, Episode 1 of the Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. It's the podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. Say officially off the top, fuck the Coke brothers, as in, you know, Coke Industries. Fox News, Fondant on Cake, Rush Limbaugh, Ben Shapiro, uh, Tucker Carlson, J.K. Rowling, anybody who's not about inclusion, diversity, or equality. Okay, so if you're still in, you're still in. Thank you for sticking in. It is Monday. It's September 21st, 2020. My name is Miles Gray, a.k.a. Sailor Gray, Sailor Gray, Sailor Gray. Uh, I know something. Look, I just had to say something off the top because I didn't prepare that well because I'm not the best host. We already know that. But I tell you who is a good host, my guest co-host today, somebody who has been basically carrying all the weight of the show for the last couple days. And I appreciate that. And I'm sorry to burden another black woman with my mediocrity, but I have to this time. Please welcome the guest co-host, the scam goddess herself, Miss Lacey Mosley. Hey! Happy to be back again. Oh, I didn't prepare for an AK today either, so here you go. Oh, thank God. Uh, oh, thank God. I scam you, you scam me. We're a happy scamily with a big, big robbery and a grip for me to you. Won't you say you scam me too? Shout out to Barney. Barney, uh, they had a debate recently on Twitter, like in a versus, like who would win, Barney or Elmo? And um, I got to go with Barney. Really? Yeah, Barney's got the hits. Clean up. Barney's Everybody got hits, but share? Elmo has like DMX energy. You know, like I can see Elmo <laughs> doing like a 17 minute freestyle, just nonstop. Like, Elmo, <laughs> he's like got that vibe. Like Barney's like, you know, he's he's very lethargic. Like he's, he's like a- he's like a lean sipper. Like he's definitely got like Houston vibes. Right, he is purple. You know, yeah. maybe, okay, True. you're talking Shopping about a cipher. It. I'm just talking about songs. I'm just talking about, like, oh, what's an Elmo Bob? Oh, what's an Elmo Bob? Name an um, Elmo Bob. I don't know, like him laughing or some <laughs> shit? I don't really know. But who's that laughter coming from? Somebody <laughs> that is, someone that is legendary. Somebody that, you know, we we want to have a career like them. We want to have our house written up in the LA Times talking about how mm-hmm. cute it is. You know what I mean? And being like, hey, I like, wow, you did all that? By yourself. What? Plus, this is somebody who has been, you know, in the game for a minute. Someone we have to give our roses to. And someone who incidentally hosts a podcast called Will You Accept This Rose? And I I hope you will accept these roses we are giving to you, our guest today, Miss Arden Marine. Thank you. Welcome. What a joy. Hi, Miles. Hi, Lacey. You know, I'm super fans of both of you, and I like you both together. So I'm just going to throw that out there. I'm a fan. I mean, look, the last time the three of us were together, uh, we had fun. Fundamentally changed the Bachelor podcast landscape. If you guys haven't listened to my podcast, a good way to start in, and it's actually Mm -hmm. like a one off. Lacey right. and Miles, because they both were not viewers of The Bachelor. And during the, guys, spoiler alert, 2020 is a little different than usual right now. And <laughs> yeah. uh, so Turns they out. did, you know, The Bachelor, until they figured out how to lock hairless people looking for love into a hotel in the desert and try not to give each other COVID. <laughs> but uh, so they were doing like standalone episodes of old seasons. And Miles and Lacey came and did, they were a huge hit. On the uh, which who did you guys break down? Who was your bachelor? Uh, I just was... remember Steve, we just kept talking about Steve Harvey. Oh, um, okay. The, yeah, Steve, Harvey's, Steve Harvey's, little secret. Secret. Steve Harvey's little secret. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember who was. You're Steve Harvey's little secret. Yeah, so we exactly. The first ever bachelor. That's what it is. It's the first season oh, of the oh, bachelor. That's right. Oh, my that's that horny guy. guy. And he that was the, so horny. He had the horny, he actually. He was the horniest bachelor, and he like he and had to get like a reminded plastic us of Steve sheet. Harvey. He had a That's plastic right. sheet with like yeah, he um, was gonna murder that girl yeah. or have sex with her. We didn't know. Oh, he was wearing wow. like Matrix style suits. He was yes. wearing like the Matrix. That was suits. something. Well, anyway, uh, I want to do an AKA. Can I do an AKA? Yes. Oh, please. Yes. Okay, go off. So for your listeners, a week from tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I have a book coming out. It's called Little Miss Little Compton. It's really fun. It's funny. There's a lot of heart. It's good for this, the garbage fire that's 2020. But okay, here's my AKA about that. Okay. It's not that good. It's pretty bad. 
So lower, lower the bar of your expectations. Oh, no, no. We're, and we're be. raising it. It's getting Shot higher through now. the memoir and you're too bland, baby. You give Little Miss Little Compton a bad name. Because <laughs> it takes place in Rhode Island. And Rhode Island likes nothing more than a classic rock station and to key your car under the water slides. <laughs> Little I Compton is where you're from in Rhode Island, huh? Yeah, that's, that's What's where I'm the- from. Was there, what's like the the history of the town? Like, was there a competing town called Compton and like it was a diminutive thing? Truly, apparently there was a town in, it was founded in the 1600s. It of feels course. it feels like it is still in the 1600s. Um, <laughs> I think there was a town in England called Little Compton and the, it has a general store and um, no stoplights. There's no restaurants. Uh, there was, did you know that stealing mail is a federal crime? Did you yeah. know that? I found out when I was 17. Yes. Did you, did, were you stealing mail? Look, we don't, hold up. Why okay. <laughs> well, I, so basically somebody in our town was like stealing a lot of mail and like nobody could figure out who the culprit was. And they found <laughs> out that it was, this woman had like a local pet crow, like a bird named Poe the crow that was flying around and stealing everybody's mail. And they literally like the man came in and like put the crow under house arrest. And then it became like an indoor crow. So, so when I tell you that this town is somewhat isolated, they'd never heard of the real Compton, never mind the album. It wasn't until the movie Straight Outta Compton came out and like every town in America started making like straight out of Nashville shirts, like straight out of Houston. All of a sudden they couldn't believe their good fortune. Like little Compton got so excited. They couldn't <laughs> believe it. They had no clue that there was another Compton out there. How diverse is little Compton? Uh, well, they've got lobstermen and fishermen. <laughs> <laughs> they have white men with beards of all varieties. It's, you know what? It's, I would no, it's not divorced at all. I, I would say, you know, it's like super white people and then a lot of like Portuguese immigrants. Got it. Got it. We, yeah. yeah. And Italian, counts. Italian, Portuguese, and then like super white people. Well, Arden, we're going to get to learn about Little Compton and you as well a little <laughs> bit more throughout the show. But first, we want to tell people what we're going to talk about I love today. It. Um, you know, jo- uh, Justin Bieber had a new video come out. I oh. didn't I didn't know that he had a song. Lacey, you already knew he had the song. I didn't know any. I saw the video and we'll talk about it because he yeah. could be the new Joel Osteen or Austin it's, or whatever. It's a journey. It's he, a journey. He, he's on the road to, uh, you know, prolific profits and never ending <laughs> blessings. Um, what else? Oh, yes. Another there was just a fun exchange that happened last week. We didn't get to touch on it. But uh, Kaylee McEnany, the White House press secretary, it's just it, it oh. looks like when that when somebody's so fed up with their job, they yeah. don't want to like talk. You, you'll see it's it's something it's but it's also uh, <laughs> it's, it's 2020. So, you know, we'll put that on the garbage fire as well. So, uh, this so saga, garbage fire. Uh, just in a quick tribute to boy, boy watch um, Jen and Ben or Brad. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm Jen and Brad. Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt, people still want them to fuck. And yeah. people came damn close uh, during a Zoom table read for Sean Penn. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about another person cosplaying as black. Uh, oh. That's like the fun way to describe it. But yes, before we get into all that and scaring the living daylights out of ourselves, Arden, what's something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Okay, I I went for, I my brain it was, what was my my last thing in my search yeah, history. Yeah, that's all it I, is, but it is. Okay, it so is, I right? think it's also is revealing, but I literally went to see what my last thing is, and I Googled this yesterday. Where did Pete go on below deck Mediterranean? <laughs> where did where Pete did, go? Where did he go? Well, because they stopped that's... editing him in, and so he's he was kind of a piece of shit, like, to the ladies. on, Like, he was... He was very disrespectful to the women. Oh, that's called... right. Yeah, and then, uh, do you watch Below Deck Mad? Yeah. That's and so like... they just stopped, like, they didn't acknowledge, like, I'm like, is he still on the boat? Like, literally, slowly as it sees, for a while, you'd sort of see him in the background, like, hauling a rope. But I, yeah. it, it dawned on me, now that we have, like, the new feisty, dumb chef who sucks, and then we have, oh, like, yeah. the, the uh, girl that's homesick, Malia's, Tom. Malia's Tom, boyfriend. Who's real persnickety. And then mm. we have, like, the, the, the homesick cutie pie that's threatening to Jess. Where that like it's a small boat like yeah is he off the boat how are they editing it 
So I went deep diving apparently, and it did pop up. I just had to type in where did peep. And then they literally filled in the rest, go on below deck Mediterranean and Google filled it in for me. So he was, not only was he disgusting on the boat in persons of the ladies, but apparently on his uh, social media history, he had a very, very um, sexist and racist cartoon that mm. he had posted. Mm. So they had to like mid season like, I think they were already not going to air a lot of him because he was so disrespectful to Captain Sandy and the ladies on the boat. But now he's like an extra piece of shit. And so that's where they've basically, wow. edit, they've like ghosted him. But I think they've had to completely cut. Once in a while, you see his arm or his leg. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, just get him you out. You see wow. like a woman and there's like an arm around her, but you, they don't show the body. Like there's just uh, random potty like, parts of his. Just like a like a ginger arm haired, yeah, creep just coming in. <laughs> or just like yeah. some shots you can tell they're like super pixelated because they cropped in like yeah. really tight. And it's just yeah. like we had to get, there's no way to get Pete out of that shot. I know it looks terrible, but that's what we did. I mean, I you love hate to see about it. That. Like, get Lacey, were you out the one? Video. Lacey, were you the one whose search history was trying to find out if Ramona Singer was Republican? Was that you? Somebody? No. Had, somebody I, but had, I would like to know: Is Paris Hilton a Trump supporter? I haven't seen that on my timeline, so maybe. Uh, who knows? I'm, I'm not be. holding out too much for Paris. Yes, for Ramona Singer. I went deep diving because I was listening to this. She is. She yes. was at an event. I, at, she was at an event at his place in Florida. Yes, we really? were talking about yes. Um, I guess if I think, you're that rich, yeah. Well, she lives certain... in New York. You know, normally New Yorkers, at least in the city, go pretty blue. And also, like, yeah. she's on so many peels, so I guess that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. yeah. And I she mean, only she's the one that will only date in the top one percent. Like, she wouldn't go online. She's got to have that top one percenter. She doesn't want love. So that that again is on brand. That tracks yes, for that. Absolutely. And with Pete from Below Deck, you know, you hate to see uh, racism on a boat because, you know, uh, black people had famously have great, great, uh, had great experiences sure. on boats. <laughs> yes. So, Those uh, cruise yeah. ships. Yeah, the cruise exactly. ships to the Americas. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Carceral cruise line. Uh, okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> what? Y'all didn't do the electric slide on y'all's all y'all slave oh, ship? Oh, <laughs> Please. They didn't have us. the fun people. Oh <laughs> shit. Um <laughs> Arden, what is something that you think is overrated? All right, I have I have two and I'm tied. You can see which one sparks more of a feeling in you. Okay. I went small, small micro. I went um and I don't think maybe maybe the pandemic wiped this out for everybody. I would say shared plates in a restaurant. Like just <laughs> give me my fucking meal. Uh yeah. and then bigger picture, I think college is overrated. So whichever sparks I feel like it's a lot of money. I don't really feel for me personally. I don't think that I learned anything that I need that I use in my, you know, <laughs> it's because a lot of money. I think I probably, if I was safe to go out into the world at 17, I don't know that I took anything from there to mm, me. Mm, mm. And I feel like a lot of people are really scrappy or young, like, I feel like maybe parents are just anyway. So those are my two topics, shared plates and college. I mean, I think, yeah, with college, like there's definitely no longer that pathway that you sort of got taught where you're like, yeah, you go to college and that's how you enter the middle class is yeah, by right. going to college. Because now it's just like, so yeah, man, debt. you want a bunch of fucking debt, bro? Yeah. Cool. Here's yeah. a degree. <laughs> like, And then you're like, what? And there's no jobs. It's so much debt. And I feel like there's so much cool stuff that, you know. 15 year olds know how to do that. They'll probably earn more money from like, you know what I mean? I feel like like they probably yeah. would be self starters in a way. I don't know. That was, I mean, unless you could be a doctor or something to me, I'm like, I think that what makes it overrated is that it's not worth the debt that you would the go cost. into at the, the moment. Cost yeah. so if you high. could make it, Easily, then you're like, fuck yeah, man. Everybody yeah. go go get your edge of like learn whatever the fuck you want to. Yeah. But yeah, it's there are so many bear it's like there are barriers upon barriers to do yeah. it that yeah, like at a certain level if people get disillusioned, like, yeah, what is the mm, the cost is to so if it was yeah. free, it'd be a whole other ball game. And, and also now, if you go oh go yeah. ahead. No, 
Lacey. I was going to say, you go to college to learn how to learn, basically. Like, yeah. unless you're doing a specific trade, like you were saying, like being a doctor or being a lawyer yeah. or something like that, you're just learning how to learn. You read a lot of different shit. And, like, nowhere in there is there anything about, like, hey, this is how you do your taxes. Right. Or, hey, this is how you apply for a home loan. Like, why don't we ever, in any part of American education system, teach people how to do the basic shit that they're going to have to know how to do for the rest the of their life? The paperwork of adulthood. Truly. It is. It's like taxes. Like, this is how, like, just here are the forms. Here's how you fill this form out. This is what this, like, this is the, these are the dates that you need. Here's how you balance the checkbook. Like, Here's all by design. All by yeah. design. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Cause I come out, I'm like, I am financially illiterate. That's right? how I, I don't know I what mean, the fuck is going on? It took, like, uh, you know, Her Majesty, my partner now, for me to actually, like, take a look at my shit and be like, oh, yeah, I don't know. I really don't know what the fuck I've been doing, like, me, financially. Like, I honestly. I had a friend come over to my house and, and I feel like a lot of people feel that way and sort of feel ashamed and feel like they should know. And that feel like other people know, but they do. I feel like a lot of people don't know. And I had to have a friend come over and like teach me how to build a spreadsheet and just like, you know, for a few years, I would literally write down every single penny I spent and what it was for and everything I made just to see like, how much money do you need to earn per month? So you don't have debt, like, right. And then how much extra do you have? And what do you want to spend it on? Like, or if you're going to go to state, like it literally did like an intervention on a friend of mine. And I don't think I, I, I assumed everybody else knew how to do it, but I don't think many people do, you know, I wish I think that, I mean, if you're not raised in a like household like that, or like your parents are like actively teaching you about it, like it can seem like a thing you'd passively pick up because you get the logic of sort of like, yeah. Well, yeah, don't spend more than you make. Right. So it's like, okay. And that's yeah. how about that's about how literate I was for many years of just yeah. basically being like, well, you don't spend more than you make. And then it's like, well, what am I saving? And what ah. am I like? How, how do I do all of it? Uh, but hey, that's some adult shit, as the millennials call it, as I yeah. sip my wine and watch my Harry Potter videos. Yeah. Uh, Arden, what is something you think is underrated? Okay, I think Sean William Scott is underrated as a comedic actor. I thought, we haven't seen him for a while. I feel like he peaked hot and early, and then, like, where'd he go? Like, he was so... Stifler from American Pie. Lacey. He was oh, I was just about to go. I saw you grab your phone. You said, which white man is That's that? exactly right. It's from years ago, but I'm like... Where did he go? He had yeah, a he moment. Go? He was stiffler, and then he did the rundown with The Rock. like that. Oh, yeah. They were trying for a moment to make then, him. He was kind of like the first coming of Ryan Reynolds or something. He was just such a dipshit, and I, like, but he was sort of a joyful dipshit. I literally, I don't know. I think he might have found the Lord. I feel like there's a chance he found the Lord. I, I oh. think he might have done like a Kirk Cameron putting a con, like, a banana con, like eating a banana, talking about evolution. There might have been, I, I don't know where he went. But yeah. I feel that he didn't want to be silly and maybe wanted to be like a straight actor. But I feel that as a comedic performer back in the day, he was underrated. I thought he I, I loved his part in um, what is the other one where they go back to college? Old school. Old school. Uh, he, when he's he the guy, when, when he's the pet wrangler with the mullet and he, he got was, he got the fucking dart in your neck, man. I don't think Love I've seen him in something in 10 years, but like I, I would, I, every time he pops on my screen, if I'm watching TV, I'm like, that guy's fucking underrated. He's funny. He, he was a voice in an ice age. Oh, oh, oh he's okay. been in the ice age movies. Oh, that's Ooh. what happened. Arden. Well, he got he those got ice age. He got checks. rich. He doesn't have to put pants on. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Cause he was working like 97, 99, 2001. Right. Da, da, da. Then ice age hit. Ice age. In that ice age cast. Six. And then there started to be a little more distance between the work. He's like, he took 2007. He's like, yeah, maybe I'll do some. And I also it think it's started, underrated yeah, like to it. be a night owl. I feel like early birds get really smug. Early birds. Like, I think it's underrated for people. I like to stay up really late. I feel like the magic happens like in the wee hours and the rest of the world is asleep. And I think it's really underrated to prefer to stay up really late and sleep in. Do I'm you, the same way, but the world doesn't allow us. What's the, what do you mean? What is the magic exactly? I feel like that's when I'm at my most creative. I feel mm -hmm. like I'm sort of playful unless once in a blue moon, like the boogeyman will come. But like, if I don't, if I don't have the boogeyman, I feel like there's something about, it's almost like a stolen hour, like from 11 to three, you know, where it's not like it's noon to five where you feel like you should be doing something there's something mm -hmm. about 11 to three you can kind of putter around and just 
I feel like that's when I make things and I'm the most creative and I sort of like dilly dally in a good magical way. Right, right. You've had, Lacey, you're like that? Yeah, I love to stay up late, but I hate that the world is like revolving around being up early because then yeah. it's like, okay, well, I have to work out and my trainer wants to work out in the morning. Like everything yeah. has to be done in the morning. So I can't even have as much fun as I used to at night because it's like I have to sleep because I have to do what everyone else is doing, which is be awake during the day. <laughs> and it feels like there's almost like a smugness of like, oh, I get up oh, at yeah. six every day. I get up and I yep. work out. There's like a smugness to the early bird. I think it's underrated to be a night owl. It's like, okay, yeah. well, I'm so chill. Chill, my demons don't wake me up that early. They wake me up later in the day. Okay, yeah, the I'll devil have, knows you know. that I need to sleep till eleven, and then yeah, and then I'll but get every- up. Strike Everyone an agreement also, with your inner demons to get some sleep, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. But also, it's so stigmatized to stay up late. Like, if you stay up late, then people look at you and they yeah. think you're less healthy. They, you know, they're like, oh, the stoners stay up late. If you yeah. watch any commercial at night, it's like either to trick you or to make you feel yeah. like you're overweight. Like, all the commercials at night are like, these are for you degenerates. Yes. Buy this pill. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, Lonely. Lonely, dirty, yep. dirty Freaks. You're about to die from couchitis, you piece yeah. of shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? You piece of shit. The oh whole, the whole, everything, it, it ends with you piece of shit. Yeah, it, there's yeah, never like something yeah. at night where it's like, hey, so happy about your life? Uh, trying to like become financially literate? It's always like, oh, you're suffering, aren't you? Yeah. Huh? Look you can't at even you. Must be nice get a water. Living in your mother's yeah. basement, you piece of shit. Oh, look at you. You probably can't, <laughs> look at you. You probably cook eggs all sloppy because you don't have a, the proper pan that's nonstick, you fucking <laughs> <laughs> it's like what? Yeah, oh, I think God. it's underrated. Yeah, I th- I I would like to stay up later. Oh, I think yeah. I just I I always had it in me, but like when you have like a normal schedule, like when my schedule of like doing this I show think. and then like mm-hmm. the day job and all Society that society prizes are. You know yeah, what I mean, I, man? It's smothering feel, me, man. I feel like if school started at noon, I would have gotten much better grades. Oh fuck yeah! I was yeah. asleep half the fuck half of high school. I think ninety percent of the battle was just appearing like my eyes were open through class for oh, yeah. trying just trying to prop myself up in a way that appeared like the lids, but not even much less taking in any info. It was giving it, the appearance of being upright. One hundred percent was like putting one arm in the top of the desk, like kind of in an L shape and then holding the pencil up and then putting my side of my face on that arm and like pretending oh, that I was wow. writing, but I was like fast asleep. Oh, that, That's like I, an animatronic Lacey. I picture you in like the hall of presidents with your pencil up with your arms attempting. Just I am taking a note now. I am loving this geography. Lesson. Yeah, I, I got, I used to, I think I brought this up before. I used to draw, you could, uh, draw like an eye on a piece of paper yeah. and then you would tape it to your eyelid so yeah. then you could close both your eyes but you would cover your one eyelid with your palm and then with this eye you would tape your fake eye onto your closed eye and then it would look like your eyes were open. Did it actually look like a real? I mean, like how yeah. good was your drawing? Oh yeah, I mean, it would it would be enough that it caused a disturbance in class, and then the teacher would get grab. me in trouble. He would wake me up and be like, grab. "You fucking idiot! Stop fuck- d- distracting me with your stupid prank bullshit." I need to. See, I would like <laughs> to see an Instagram post of you with your eyelid tape. Artwork. I can. I'll try and find one. Yeah, I can I'd draw like one up. I find some color pencils for sure. I'd like that very much. <laughs> I mean, also, I think they're like to your point, uh, Lacey, about like, you know, people working out saying we can do it in the morning. Da, da, da. Yeah. Where's like the whole night owl economy? Like, Thank you. shouldn't there right. be an entire group of professionals and like service people who are like accommodating that? You know what I mean? Yes. You're like, oh, yeah, I only work. I only do nights. I'm a night guy. I'm buff as fuck. But you will <laughs> not see me in that gym before 11 p.m. I'm buff as fuck at 11 a.m. <laughs> That's it. 11 p.m. I'm doing it. Yeah. All right. Just a thought out there for gym people, you know, just a, another opportunity for an income stream. Uh, and finally, Arden, what's a myth? What is something that people think is true that you know to be false? Okay. There, there was a myth mm-hmm. that Marilyn Manson played Fred Savage's best friend Paul on The Wonder Years. Oh, that's right. And I know personally both Fred Savage and Marilyn Manson, and that is not correct. You know he Marilyn. I, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I have texts from him from this week. He's my bud. Do you, call, do you call Marilyn Manson Marilyn? I did when I first met him because I. That's what you like right. to call him. Is, sure. And he goes, "Don't call me that. That's lame." I was like, "But you named that's, yourself. That's you call <laughs> don't him call me by my name." 
Don't oh. call, you call me by my. You call him Manson. Call me. Oh, he's cool. Manson. All right, I Manson. Have, yeah, I have. He'll, okay, Brian. Up. He goes. Some, we so we've had a bunch of meals at like the smokehouse in Burbank. Oh fuck yeah! Shout out to the garlic bread. Everybody knows yeah. legendary. Food. And he always orders the beef stroganoff, but never takes a bite of it. I actually so I did a movie with him, and that's how we became friends. He loves like comedies. He's obsessed. Yeah, he's, he's obsessed a huge comedian, like, like The Simpsons and stuff. He loves The Simpsons. He loves Eastbound and Down. He loves like Danny McBride stuff. <laughs> so we were also working with the guy that played Stevie on Eastbound and Down. It was yeah. fascinating. So, um, but I got inv- I get invited to his birthday parties every year. And so one year, I don't know who to bring. I'm like, who do you like? It's because it's exciting. You got to go, but it's also yeah. like terrifying. So I, you know, Guy Branham, the comedian Guy Branham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So also I was a like, lawyer. Also a lawyer, which yeah. is. I was like fascinating. Actually, guys. I met Guy through you actually at your Christmas parties. That's where I first met okay, Guy. He's and hilarious. He's, he's been on our show once had, or twice. He yeah. had a he had a show on True TV called Talk Show the Game Show. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he so I was like, Guy, do you want to go with me to Marilyn Manson's birthday party? He was like, Uh, yeah. So we went, Guy. So we went, and it was like, it was like everybody there looked like they were dressed as Halloween costumes, like Marilyn Manson. <laughs> And and then he had um he had like a sheet cake from Ralph's, but it was like with black icing. And then um, but he was so sweet. He was a very sweet host, but there was like a security guard, and you couldn't go upstairs. And Guy and I were of course like, what the fuck? Like, what's upstairs? What's upstairs? You know, and he's got this beautiful house, and everyone was very nice. But so Guy and I snuck upstairs and then we got in trouble. And it turns out because we were like, ooh, like what's going to be up there? It was his cat. His cat. He didn't want his cat. He had a hairless cat that he didn't want to get out for the party. He's Anyway, he's great. How wholesome. But You're anyway, like, oh, so, what's the, what do you got? Sex slaves up there? You mother, yeah, what's up there? It's it a cat. Someone <laughs> disturbed my cat. So oh. Meryl Manson is, is not Fred Savage's best friend, Paul. Thank God. And also we found out is not uh, loves cats, too. And so he that loves myth cats. that he, he hates cats, cats, that's false. Loves cats. It's also false. I wanted to talk about Richard Gere and the gerbil, but Anna said <laughs> you guys talk about that a lot. Oh, we talk about Richard Gere and the gerbil constantly. I mean, has any, I want to know where, because I like that you talk about it a lot. Have you gotten any, in, like, I, is it true? Someone sent us <laughs> another thing about the semen stomach pump myth, too. Who's that um, with also Rod with Rich- Stewart? Oh right. Um, right, you know, because right. they, they all these myths have taken on minds of their own. But I think yeah, yeah, I yeah. think if anything, we'll just have to do a deep dive on that later this week. What did you find out from the semen? Like, did you get any confirmation from semen semen stomach pump? Uh, I couldn't. I you know I have my own truth that I believe in regards to what's, that. So I wasn't interested your tru- in outside. What's opinions. your truth for both of them? What do you believe? That for both it's of all them? true. We all Me know. Too? It. We all know too. it. We all know but it's true. I feel like there's no rumor. About Miles, that he's had a hamster in his ass or had his... Well... <laughs> like, to imagine... I mean, look, it... this isn't a podcast about that. And to prove <laughs> that, I'm going to commandeer this and go to a break right now. We'll be right back. <laughs> and we're back. And the rumors, I don't know where they came from. And I think yeah. they're absurd. To be quite honest, but I'm hey, s- to each their own. I'm so sorry to bring that up. I just so it's, awkward it's for you, Miles. It's, it's fine. so awkward. You know, and I've I spent a lot of money trying to scrub those images from the internet. And <laughs> yeah, do your darkest. Beyonce to try style, but <laughs> yeah, right. Or a like A Rod with the man boobs. I I know Nike paid a lot of money to scrub those photos too from what? the internet. What? 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 I don't. He had he Alex had Rodriguez boobs. from his steroid use, like started to grow like yeah for, like it just changed his chest fundamentally and the pictures weren't flattering and i know nike you know it's, it happens a lot especially nike they're like if they're fucking with our one of our star marketing things like we will oh. erase images from the internet wow. anyway that, so that's, that's a little bit a little bit of tea but let's get on that's to someone, fun i love a some, move they, oh yeah let's get on to somebody who's really Truly a man of God, it seems, yeah. in, in the recent oh, months. Has come around to the light, has resurrected his career uh, from fuck boy to <laughs> praise boy. Because <laughs> um, uh, Justin Bieber has a new music video out yeah. um, called Holy, featuring Chance the Rapper, so you know it's one of those God bops. Yeah. Um, and I love watching rich people cosplay as working class. Yes, I mean you know? the whole I video. Mean, the makeup of the oil on his face. So and then right. when Wil- when Wilmer Valderrama shows up 
as the Marine, both of them. I was like, wow, this is, it was, that was incredible. Now, if you were an oil rig worker, would uh-huh. you feel seen or would you feel enraged watching the Biebs? Considering how like sort of thin his forearms are, I'd <laughs> imagine any person who works with their hands on a daily basis would be like, your your body would not look like that if you were doing work <laughs> Also, I just, I'm like, is everybody who works on an oil rig like constantly rubbing oil on their face? Like, is yeah, always that- gotta, uh... <laughs> Always gotta wipe. Beautifully like, yeah. placed, perfectly placed, like all over the face. So, you know yeah, how you do this, when you work at the oil. You got to rub it on your just, face. Or else, how are they going to know what are you working with? What are you just <laughs> randomly screwing pipes in and pumping stuff? Uh, the so people need to know. The the video, like we're saying, uh, Justin Bieber works on an oil rig. He's yeah, got the yes. hard hat on. He's got the probably like even his undershirt. I bet his designer underneath oh, his yeah. like, work coveralls. Yeah. But we don't have to get into that. Uh, then that character, I believe, loses his job. It sounds like the the foreman or the head of the oil rig company sort of like, hey, in these times, man, we got to get, we're cutting the fat. Unfortunately, we appreciate you. No job. Justin and, Bieber, you're not pulling your weight. At yeah, this quite oil literally. <laughs> well, that makes sense. Like him getting fired from the oil company is the only thing that made sense. Because it's like, yeah, that guy wouldn't work there. They're like, he can't move and that Lace, wrench. And Lacey pointed there. out when we were watching it, Lacey, that he was just standing there, just letting oil shoot, like not <laughs> capturing it anywhere. It's just rocketing all over the place. Like, and, like, and he's holding it like at his dick height. It's just like yeah. oil's rocketing near his crotch. But as Lacey said, like all the oil's, He's not putting it anywhere. Yeah. yeah. It was very horny. It was like, yeah, we got this oil shooting <laughs> up and it's black. But it's like, you ain't got a bucket for this shit, Justin. You wasting all the oil. That's why you got fired from That's the oil a- company. Wasteful. Yeah. Yes. Okay, okay asshole. Your, your fake your, your fake cum over there just cost us 600 bucks. <laughs> God damn. All right. <laughs> well, now no lunch girlfriend. break now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's down for the swirl of uh, Walter. What's his name? She, Victor Valderrama. Is his name Victor Valderrama? Wilmer, Wilmer, Victor, Victor Valderrama. I wish it was Victor Valderrama. That feels like a Mandela Mandela effect, Victor Valderrama. You know know Victor Valderrama? You know uh, that that guy? Uh, Yeah, Wilmer Valderrama. Uh, Yeah, like his cameo as the very caring, yes, man in uniform, coming home, home, taking him to have dinner. Uh, He picks him up walking in like a tunnel. Like he and his girlfriend have been evicted from their motel. So he's like, get into my car. You can come live with me and my family. And this is very, this is great. I just, I just want to play a little bit of uh, just this track because it has, I mean, just, I'm, Justin is catching the spirit, guys. Oh, God. (laughs) Wow, Justin Bieber, way to do that. No yep. cap on God. Uh, yes. Eat <laughs> Jesus. Um, eat Jesus. Yeah, eat the um, devil. Eat, eat the devil out of here. I have to point out that when they get evicted from their motel, it's like the seedy motel owner throws out three pieces of clothing and then he locks the door on them and puts a note on it. And it's very bizarre. Yeah. It's like if you're kicking, they can't get their stuff out or like you're going to yeah. throw out yeah. two pairs of pants and then everything else got to stay in the motel. Look, yeah. you know, put the sign this, on it? clearly we're dealing with creatives who are, you know, behind the visuals of this, who have never worked on an oil field, who have right. never worked a job like that, who have never had bills to pay, who have never lived in a motel or what? <laughs> it's always right. like, yeah, man, I think, wouldn't that be weird if you lived in a motel and you're all poor and stuff because you lost your job on the oil rig, but then you can put that right. on God because you feel so holy, holy, holy. And, and then his girlfriend in the worked at the nursing home. So it's like she didn't have no coins to give to the motel, man. And yes. She was at the nursing home and she was rubbing on this old man every day. And like that was her <laughs> friend, Tuesdays with Maury. And then <laughs> she, came, she came in one day and they had packed up all his stuff because he died. And it was like, dang, this is a rough day. Yeah. Like the Very car wouldn't day. start. Justin got fired. The motel oh. man kicked out uh, three pairs of pants and closed the door on them. <laughs> you, you're right. Why wouldn't she's got a job? She didn't lose her job. So why can't they live in the motel? Maybe she's that was her being only smart. patient. <laughs> or right. or she's just like, ah, oh, see, this motherfucker lost it. See, I'm not I'm gonna I'm not paying for this. This is on him right. now. And that's on God. Uh you can count on that. Uh, the right. other thing with this is he's been, you know, he's around Hill Song. You know, he's around these big right. churches now. Bieber's 
you know, he's it's becoming more and more of his brand uh, to embrace the spirit, which I have no problem with, especially when you consider how lucrative that shit is. Uh, you uh, you might catch me with a fucking cross uh, Ed Hardy T-shirt on. Uh, to see walking no, I'm some off white. Start a church. I mean, <laughs> I'd go to your church because you think about. I'll be they, your first congregate. Oh, oh, fantastic! I this is what we need. Pew! It would be me. And that's what we need. Like good any time. good scam church has, like people in Hollywood involved who are like, remember her mm-hmm. from Mad TV? She's at she's at that <laughs> church too. Uh, the, yeah. So that's that's what we need. But the like. There was talking about how much money these groups actually make. Like, you know, it's such a below the radar phenomenon because it's not charting like on your typical radio stations. But on God, uh, you can make a lot of coins if you embrace that on God. You can put that on God and you can take that to the bank. I go to a scam church in LA. I won't say the name, but I always talk about how I go to a scam church uh, with criminals. Mm -hmm. Um, And a weird thing that happened during pandemic is like for Easter ceremony, why the pastor get on the Zoom talking about, you know, right now we got to double down. You know, I know it's hard. I know everybody's struggling. Uh, You know, we getting stimulus packages or whatever. But me and my wife, we're donating twice the tithes this week. And if you can, you know, double down on the tithes so you can double down on the blessings. I said, I know this food and not get out here and tell people to give twice their tithing during a wow. pandemic when people don't have jobs yeah that is a oh, that is that salute. is tone deaf that is tone deaf on god he'll, he'll start like sermons like pre-order my book in his name oh shit <laughs> use promo code 20 off right. for 10 percent off wait i thought but it was seriously 20. your listeners should pre-order my book for god yeah <laughs> Absolutely. Pre-order Arden's book please. in his name. Please, uh, little name, please. Uh, someone who who may need the soothing touch of God to heal their spirit is Kaylee McEnany, the uh, oh. White House press secretary. She had a, you know, last week was, every, every week is just getting worse and worse for people who have to try and like translate the president's bullshit into things that aren't just like absolute evil, evil fucking ideas and thoughts and words. So... Uh, and this time they're beginning a lot of back and forth about, you know, the president's been talking about this health care plan. You know, you're going into an election. There's not people are really concerned about what health care looks like. Plus, it seems like actively the administration is trying to take away people's protective uh, provisions and things like that. And I just want to play this kind of like a little back and forth because it, it was starting to get a little bit tense last week. And, and you hate to see it. But first, Kaylee McEnany sort of pushing off on this idea where. A, a journalist is simply quoting the president and asking, like, what do these words mean? Because to us, the dictionary definition of these words would be alarming. But since we're giving you an opportunity to obscure the president's words, why don't you tell us? And this is where it kind of starts getting a little tense. A bunch of you are very keen on doing selective editing of the president's quotes and not referring to the second half directly under that statement. He talked about a waiter touching the mask then touching a plate and that being an unintended effect of wearing a mask. That is an example of a mask not being used appropriately. Don't think masks are good. And he, he, described, he describes the exact scenario in which a mask could have an unintended consequence if not used appropriately. And we can send you the clip. We'll put it up on Twitter no, for you. Oh, shit. It's okay. Um, I just wanted to see if there's any medical experts who have said that. Um, and they have, and I just read Dr. Fauci's quote. So go ahead. Yeah. Okay, so that's all talking about the president being like, yeah, masks are good. Actually, nah, they're bad because, and this was a terrible example. It's like, what if a guy's, he's at a restaurant and then he he touches the mask and then he has to touch your food. And then now the germs from the mask are on the food. And then therefore, that's why masks are bad. So that's why they shouldn't be used. Like, well, what? And so getting clarification, (laughs) like that's but that's what he's saying was an unintended consequence of wearing. Right. Okay, it's getting confusing. So that's sort of the energy in the room. Then this journalist has the audacity to ask, what's going on with the president's health care plan? When can we see that? Which seems like a very easy question. Not it's not a cheap shot to say like the president's been talking about a health plan to he doesn't for even have a there's no judgment even in that question it's no. just what is it when when can we see it there's no yes. good or bad it's no. just a question information this is imagine what getting tripped up on. on 
on like, hey, so the president, is he doing his job? Like, how well, dare you? Well, how dare you? How dare you? You're talking to me like a piece of shit that's up till three in the morning. How dare you? Oh, my God. Ew. Here, take this colloidal silver and call me in the morning. Ew. Okay, listen. So this is the response when you're talking about just generally. What's up with this health care plan he's talking yeah. about? I'm not going to give you a readout of what our health care plan looks like and who's working on it. If you want to know, if you want to know, come work here at the White House. Oh, yes. Stakeholders here in the White House. And as I told you, our domestic policy council and others in the White House are working on a health care plan, the president's vision for the next five years. Yes. And if you want more, come join us here. Oh, uh, okay. So I can just get say- a job at the White House? Yeah, that's literally like, how, what the fuck kind of response is that? Okay, oh, you want to know, come there- to work here then, asshole. It's like, okay, great. Like, how do how do I make that happen? I'd love to come, just come work at the White House. What a way to just skirt your responsibilities where, <sighs> you know what I mean? Like it's, what? that's my answer is, well, if you want to know, that's a secret and you should work here. Otherwise, just believe what I say. End of story. That's just, it's a very fresh way. You know, that's what I will say about these Republicans is they keep the lies spicy. You know, yeah. uh, their food may not have flavor, but their lies, umami, baby. You know? <laughs> I've, never, I've never seen people throw people off the scent like that. And she was like, <laughs> what's the healthcare plan? She was like, uh, it's birds outside. Anyways, next question. <laughs> like, Do you want yeah. to work here? Oh, are you a mind reader now? I don't think so, Jean Grey. Next question. Yeah. Anyways, Miss Cleo. Anyway, everybody got health. All right, everybody got health. Anyway. Oh my God, how much would you pay to watch her refer to a reporter as Miss Cleo? <laughs> I, I have a feel. I mean, I don't think we're too far off based on how upside down shit has been. So I yeah. Her and I'm like, what was your house like growing up? Like, what do you like? Who are you? How did you? Like there was a lot of not pushing back on people's bullshit. Probably, (laughs) I just feel like anybody should have that job now. Like I could do that job. It's not like you get up here and tell the truth. No, if you would, you would crush it. You would bring the end of the. You would bring the end of the fucking country if you were the White House press secretary. You would nail it. A black woman as sharp as you are to like to. I don't know. That's my worst nightmare. Is someone who is me being the White House. Yeah, but like you're intelligent enough though too that you're not just gonna be like, why don't you work here? You know what I mean? That's yeah. not that. You know, that's a that's a shitty clap back. You'll know how to be like, no, I don't even want to think about that. See, Please I don't would, even put I don't that even out think there. I would try to be smart because that's what I love about the job. It seems like you don't have to really say anything anymore. And I find right. that fun. So I would love to be, there and be like, if you want to know about our health care policy, then why don't you work in health care? You know what I mean? You're attacking the president. Anyways, oh, uh, what was gosh. I saying? Oh, I'm like so freaked also, out can, by the I thought can, of Lacey yeah. being Trump's press no, secretary. Oh my God. <laughs> it's no. the upside the down. It's not. I'm like, what is And you would happening? be like, plus, honey, I can smell your mask from up here. Um, next. Oh my God. <laughs> I just wow. insult everybody. Yeah, everybody. Real housewives. Yeah, exactly. They're like, I don't. Why hasn't it's he just gotten spicy. Corona? Why hasn't he gotten COVID yet? I don't get it. Because he's evil. I mm-hmm. talk about that all the time. Like, I'm gonna turn evil when I turn like 45, so Love that it. I can live a long time. Because when you're not an evil person, you have Somehow. empathy. Empathy is a killer. It's a silent killer. Stressing, right. thinking about other right. people, caring. That's right. a killer. But if you're right. evil, you sleep good at night. Now you know you're I mean? the killer. You know what I mean? People, you're the people right. have been tongue kissing Trump. <laughs> With Corona, and he has not caught it. Uh, right? Okay. Okay. I accept uh, that. Well, let's let's move on to some good news, rather than okay. trying to envision a future in which fucking Lacey Mosley is <laughs> oh, the new Sarah God. Huckabee Sanders, uh, bringing can't. down the end of the earth. It would be fascinating. It's honestly like anyone with who has improv skills would crush it up crush there. Crush it. If you have just a general ability to talk policy plus improv, I mean, look, what they should do. Lacey, we should go up there and be like, look, GOP, cut me and Lacey the fucking bag right now because uh, we could wrap right. this whole election up. And then I will use that money to to flee and bleach my skin and reconstruct the <laughs> surgery because I've sold out all my people. OK, yeah. so yeah. let's talk about some good news for people who want to have Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston have sex. Okay? Yes. They had a, a charity us. table read of Fast Times at Ridgemont High to help benefit Sean Penn's like, I don't know, whatever next tri- trip to meet a drug lord or some shit. Or some charity that Sean Penn is working with. But the real main event, aside from all of that, like it was star studded. Like we're talking, you know, Julia Roberts and like Morgan Freeman was reading the narration and Shia LaBeouf came out of the shadows to to be uh, uh, Spicoli. So it was a whole vibe. But the main event. Wait, Sean Penn didn't do Spicoli? 
hey, come on. No, he's just. No, he's I just did, he to... doesn't seem like he's got that much of a sense of humor. But okay. Yeah, okay. I feel like in the if it were like a Zoom like call that people were paying to watch, like his tile would just be him like chain smoking a cigarette and right, just kind of be right. like. <laughs> 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 okay. 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 Um, okay. All right. So the part that got everybody was they were the specifically that Jennifer Aniston was playing Linda, the Phoebe Cates character, oh, and then I mean. Brad Pitt was playing um, Brad. Yeah. Uh, ironically, Judge Reinhold's character, who we all know was jerking off in the bathroom when Phoebe yeah. Cates come out, comes out of the yeah. pool. So they say- Phoebe Cates was the hottest thing that had ever hit cinema at that. I mean, she was Oh, yeah. It. Our, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm old enough to remember. I mean, I, not the movie coming out, but in the 80s, being obsessed with Phoebe Cates- and then yeah. wasn't she married to Christopher Chris Klein? She's Kevin Klein. I Kevin mean Kevin Klein. Klein. Yeah, Kevin Klein. Yeah. No, I didn't watch it when it came out, but like as a teenager, everybody had like a fucking VHS or DVD of it, and it was just like yeah. she was it. That red bathing suit, iconic. She was so hot. So they so this is what this is how TMZ describes it. The exes everyone wants to reunite actually did together Thursday on the table read. Oh, so it all happened on Facebook with Jen reading the Phoebe Cates role of Linda Barrett and Brad played Judge Reinhold's character, Brad Hamilton. And the best scene that has everyone talking is that sexy pool masturbation scene, you know, knock people. Uh, and then it says you could cut the sexual tension with a knife as Morgan Freeman, of all people, narrated the scene describing leading up to some heavy flirting between Jen and Brad's characters. I can't imagine what it sounds like hearing. I don't even know what the script, how that reads, like what yeah. the direction, how the direction reads in yeah, that script. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. We've seen the film. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 and yeah. I don't. I guess watching Morgan Freeman be like, "Yeah, Brad Pitt's uh, low key jacking off right now." Dude, <laughs> 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 He's like got real meta. They're like, "I think yeah. Brad Pitt is jacking off right now." Yeah, <laughs> right. Brad Pitt is, Brad Pitt <laughs> is on Zoom jacking you know I mean? off right now, right now. I love that joke that was floating around in the beginning of quarantine. The one where it was like the guy is on a Zoom call with uh, work people. And he's like, actually, I'm not on this project. Do you guys mind if I uh, hop off? And they're like, yeah, that's fine. And then he, he doesn't turn his Zoom off because, you know, I have to have hit, hit leave twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then he like gets some lotion and is about to start jacking off. And everyone yeah, yeah. on the call is like, no, please. Oh, no, we can. Yes, yes, <laughs> You're saying yes. that's a joke video, though? It is. It's a joke oh. video. But people thought it was real for a while because yeah. everyone's acting so well in it. They're like, is he doing what we think? Hey, somebody text him. Like, <laughs> Oh, my God. That's so good. Man, oh, my God. That's because that, that was a definite uh, like a genre of viral video like in April and May. Oh, I know. Like, when you look at like... the different phases of the quarantine of like oh. in the beginning when everybody's having like Zoom parties and like cocktail as like. That fucking nobody. It, we've Zoom we've, call's gone wrong. Yeah, it's like, all gone a whole other. I do know. I remember last year. I think around the Golden Globes. I think Jennifer won the Golden Globe, and then there was like a photo of her running into Brad at a party, and there was like she was looking real hot, mm -hmm. and then every people, people were have been people were so happy for a sitcom star to bag Brad Pitt, and then to have her like have him taken away by, you know, the sexiest woman on earth that no, no woman could compete with at the time to have Angelina swoop in Mr. Mrs. Smith style, like a praying mantis and just like get him. Yeah. And I think it just broke. Everybody's heart broke for little Jen Aniston. And, uh, and now that he's a free man, like he's available I again. I never thought of the dynamics of her being a TV person. Yeah, and getting she was like Brad a TV Pitt. I always just star. thought of it because everyone was sort of like, "Yeah, Jennifer Aniston's hot," but I, yeah, that yeah, added right. dynamic of like, that's she a vertical just, move. Uh, yeah. They were both blonde and yeah, yeah. but he's on TV. But like, here comes Angelina, who's had like Billy Bob's blood in a vial around her neck and was yeah. like tongue kissing yeah. her brother. Like, if if some and she's hot, you know, so and she's smart and talented, so it's like. Somebody's got boner fever for her. Nobody can compete with that. Who's yeah, got it just felt feet? like the American Pie like relationship where everyone was like, "Look at these two quintessential white people," yeah. and you know they're beautiful white love, and then this yeah. like mysterious yeah. ethnicy cosplay yeah. white woman comes in, and then everyone's right, like, right, "No, right. <laughs> yeah, no <American laughs> like, we don't like that. I'm uncomfortable by this." <laughs> she looks like Maleficent, quite literally. It, keep okay. it up, a pie. Keep it uh, PG. Uh, before we move on to our review uh, and take a break, I just want to touch on the latest in uh, pseudo Nubian queens uh, that are out oh. here perpetrating. 
um, you know, performative blackness in academia, I guess it just has been so in recently uh, with uh, Professor Krug. And now we have a graduate student by the name of C.V. Vitolo Haddad, who is a graduate student at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. And throughout their time on campus, uh, C.V. apparently would talk about their Latinx heritage or having like an Afro-Cuban grandparent uh, and at times use the words light skin to describe themselves, which if you say that around black people would say, oh, you OK, you were black. You're saying you were black. You're saying you are a light skinned black person. Right. Um, so uh, a fellow colleague at school was kind of scratching their head because they were always a little bit suspicious. They're like, I don't know what it is, whether it's the things like when they said their hedges were laid or that they were <laughs> they said, I am fitting to have a burger or saying it is a lot of white people in here, no hat. Uh, that something <laughs> no just hat. didn't, didn't, this didn't feel right. Um, and I'm joking about those other things. But it, this person wrote a post on Medium, which, as we all know, is the central repository for all truths for millennials and younger. If you don't have a Medium post, it didn't happen. And this student, fellow student, wrote or colleague of theirs wrote. For years, I have doubted my intuition, questioned whether anyone would believe me and rationalize that CV might, despite all of the inconsistencies in their story, somehow be telling the truth. Race, after all, is slippery, and racialization is not just about what is immediately visible, a fact I now believe CV has taken advantage of, as they slide themselves further into spaces of black identity and political organizing that do not belong to them. And this apparently set off alarm bells for Tricky Minaj. And they decided to post their own sort of terrible apology on Medium because it's like once this post came out, people were being like, whoa, someone oh, someone said it. All right. What's going on? Their first attempt was not great, uh, saying to my dear friends and loved ones and organizing comrades, I'm so deeply sorry for the ways you are hurting right now because of me. You have expressed confusion, shock, betrayal, anger, and mistrust. All of those things are a consequence of how I have navigated our relationships and the spaces we share. I have let guesses about my ancestry become answers I wanted but could improve. I have let people make assumptions when I should have corrected them. So in this first one, not much of an apology there, or at right. least describing what the transgression was. Right. Just sort of like, ah, let y'all down. Right, yeah. In the words of Joe Biden, you ain't black. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that, that. Oh my God, that, oh, put that, that on Twitter, please. You ain't black. Uh, what on, yes, that's true. Uh, t- uh, CV oh. is not black. Then they posted a second apology, which was like, started off with a note being saying like, my parents are like giving me conflicting stories. Like, look, it was wrong for me to like infiltrate black organizing spaces. This time articulating things more, but still like had this caveat of like, my parents were like not being straight up. But the Sean saying, King pivot. That's saying, what we call I, that. Yeah. Saying I am uh, basically uh, Sicilian Southern Italian. Uh, that much was known. So, right. yeah. Shout out to CV. But again, uh, yeah. What, it, I don't, what I don't, is going on in all these schools? Like what? What was what? What is what's going I, on? I, th- I don't know. I mean, it's funny. In the root was writing this up. Uh, I forget who wrote the article, but they're and the like sort of the last line was like, I just don't understand. Like, don't these people realize it's easier to be white? Like, why are you? <laughs> what are you doing? Like, wh- why? <laughs> What's the point? I think that especially because they're all like lighter skinned, fake black people, there is sometimes this like unique and specialness that comes with that. If you're if you were just a basic white person and now you're a light skinned black person, like then you're like, oh, I you know what I mean? We've we've put so many beauty standards on that. I mean Kim Kardashian literally paints herself to look the same shade as her children, like on a daily basis. So being a light skinned black person is now this like coveted cool thing that everyone's kind of doing weird like blackface for on the internet so i could see why you think like oh well, i'm spicy now <laughs> like, right, like right, right. yes right. and you still get privileged because your skin is fair right, right. i mean if, if really when the dark truth of the matter a lot of light-skinned uh, black people were a product of rapes too right uh, and like that's the real that's the darker history of that i mean even in my own family going back a few generations on like my grandmother's side of being more light-skinned that is a product of assault from reconstruction uh so yeah all that to say uh you tried and uh, like uh hopefully these people well you will see the light and realize there's no benefit to this 
except you just have to make an apology and look really stupid. You can just be an ally. You know, that also works, too. In fact, you, you'd be a stronger ally if you used your whiteness to help people of color. OK, so let's take a quick break and then we'll be right back. And we're back, and it's time to do a quick old Netflix review roundup thing, a mean thing, a majig. Uh, we looked at what was trending last week. The social dilemma is what we landed on. Uh, and this, it's like a docu-drama, because, you know, there's a little bit of reenactment involved. <laughs> yeah. What's that actor's name who was in it? I was like, oh, that that's somebody. That, that kid, that kid. Was yeah, in, what's his name? He was in Righteous Gemstones. Oh yeah, that's right. He's the and son. then he was in, he was in something else recently. He's sort of like the new teen that's in there. He's the my boy energy. Yeah, he's got uh, that uh, big my boy energy. That's I bet my he's boy. like twenty eight. I bet he's not a teen. No, his voice I'm is way too deep. I'm gonna look him up. I'm gonna look up Righteous Gemstones while you're chatting. His voice I'm gonna is find way because he, he's been in something else recently. I'm like, yeah. I was like, oh, that kid. Uh, and we were just talking about a tweet he was into. I'm like, that's why he's so front of mind. So. This documentary is like going into essentially just talking about social media, the effect it's had, the evolution from Skylar Gisando. That's who it is. We just got it from Tana, okay. producer Tana, to use some uh, <laughs> Thanks, lingo Tana. from Thank Will You Accept Tana. This Rose? Or super How old is Anna Skylar? How old I hope he's 35. How is Skylar Sigano? I'm guessing 27. Okay. I miss when in high school movies, everybody was 39. Like, yeah. I remember uh, in that teen movie. Oh, he was born in 96. Oh, okay, he's so he's 24. 24. Okay, but see, he's grown. Yeah. Yeah, I missed that. There was a movie, She's All That, where mm -hmm. everybody in that movie was old as hell. Paul, Wa Paul Wall. Yeah. Paul Walker? Paul Walker. God no, bless. Paul Wall. <laughs> Paul Walker had a baby in that movie and his baby would come to sit and they were like we love playing with his baby I was like these are right. grown ass adults <laughs> oh yeah he was in Booksmart and then he was yes. in uh, Santa Clar Clarita Diet he's just the he's just the it guy right now he's, Netflix he's, he's is a loving him um, Netflix loves him so this whole thing you know with I, I will say this you should watch this documentary yeah uh, because what it does is like you know we talk about a lot of these themes constantly on the show of like the idea of surveillance capitalism and how like the entire business model of tech companies is just to get you to stay on their apps as long as possible to serve you these ads mm -hmm. and you are the product if if the product if the thing you're using is free then you are the product uh etc cetera, etc cetera. but they do a really compelling job to have you hear all of these things from the mouths of the people that have been working on this technology, like from the beginning to basically yes. be a warning sign to say like, y'all, it is, it's actually as yeah. dark as you think it is. In fact, yeah. I'm going to tell you how dark it is and how intentional everything is about the social media you use and how ads are served to you, how content is served to you, how everything is built on just getting you stuck on these apps and the unintended consequences or sometimes very intended consequences. Hearing one of the computer programmers say that he had to write a code to wean himself off yeah. of the social media apps yes. was very fascinating to me. I didn't realize like how addictive it all is. And yeah. it's a different, we don't think about how it's an addiction. When they, when they were talking about also like how like the suicide rates, like of young girls from like 10 to 14 has gone up by like 180% yeah. since 2011. I mean, and to see what that all coincides with, right? Like that's when yeah. many social media things just became standard on smartphones. Yeah. When computing power be got to even more exponentially powerful in that region, they're talking about there's a great example where the person's saying, like, you know, cars aren't going 7,000 times faster than they used to. Like, you know, now, like, yeah, right. maybe you go twice as fast or something. And even then, you're not going to fuck around. This is so fast. Like, what's the point? But our computers, your computing speeds have gone beyond that. And the real the the problem, too, is our brains have never been built for the amount of information. A lot of these uh, like platforms are serving us and the stimuli that we get is having really bad consequences, like the polarization in our politics or the ability, like, you know, with misinformation, how a lot of people say, like, we assume that we're all looking at the same news that we're like, right. how the fuck could you believe the earth without realizing, no, no, no. Facebook is figuring out, oh, well, you've liked this stuff. We're just going to give you this other diet of media because that's going to keep you engaged without any thought going into what that means for the fabric of society. I was even surprised when they were talking about how like in the, if you if you type in a Google search and it says like climate change is 
and that there's like 40 or 50 different things that will pop up as the first thing, depending on where you live in the country and what they think. So some of them would say like, climate change is like a real threat and a product of a, some of like, I might say climate change is a hoax or climate like, like that literally there's all these different things they showed and they know exactly where you live and what, and it just reinforces what you might already lean towards. Yeah. It was so scary. Cause that's the product that, you know, this is, and this is what's really interesting is that the product that these platforms provide, like, yes, we think we're connecting, but really, uh, as I believe it was, uh, shout out to Dr. Shoshana Zuboff's hair. First oh, of all. my God. Oh, <laughs> do I wow. need to do my hair like that? Do I need to do my hair like that? If you, I mean, that. Sh- oh, my God. That I was like, hair. it was stunning. It, so much body to it. The Unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got body art. You, you got body art. Oh, oh shit. I got a lot of hair. I'm a natural Damn. I got a shit. I could get that going. Get a sh- Dr. Shoshana Zuboff, uh, the author of Surveillance Capitalism. <laughs> There you I go. I can make this happen for myself. <laughs> and it's She's like all, teasing it out right now fully, on the call. It's fully almost like it's so Holy like damn. You just turned this into wow. a fucking main in two seconds. It's growing. Yeah, I could get wow. that happening. Wow. Okay. This should well. be my <laughs> pandemic. This is yes. my pandemic. Uh, yeah. Wow, this is okay. Let's just watch you do all your hairs. Are, I mean, it's right. so I versatile. Lot, I have so much fucking hair. <laughs> I have, I could wig a village. This is, this is. I could wig a village. Look at her. Oh Look my God. I, I need some of that virgin Arden hair. Uh, I got get that in an in a 18 inch. And uh, I feel so, like she's like a, she's like a, like a fancy professor. Zeit gang, full disclosure, uh, we had a bit of a technical glitch in which we lost our recording somewhat uh, of this discussion of the social dilemma. I'm sorry, my bad. I take responsibility. This is a second rate podcast and I am the substitute. Okay, I don't know what you expected. So without further ado, we're just going to cut straight to the plugs uh, and some tweets and the write out song. But again, apologies. We will be covering the social dilemma coming up this week. Rest assured. Thank you. Peace and blessings. Also, you can blame Dan. Well, Arden, thank you so much for stopping by the Daily Zeitgeist. It's a pleasure, an honor to have you on. Where can people find you, follow you, and where, where, when, can, when and where can they get your book? Oh, I will tell you where people can find me, Miles. And thank you so much for having me on. I had the best time. I love this podcast. You can find me on all platforms yeah. at Arda Marine, A-R-D-E-N-M-Y-R-I-N. Um, and if you guys had fun and you are interested in getting my book, you can get it wherever books are sold at independent bookstores or Amazon or Barnes and Noble. It's called Little Miss Little Compton. It comes out a week from tomorrow. And if you're like, girl, I want a more custom thing or I want to come to your party because it's uh, the pandemic right now and I can't tour, I'm actually doing a virtual book release party at dynastytypewriter.com. So it's going to be online this Saturday night, September 26th, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern time. It's only $5, but if you get your tickets in advance, the link will be live for a week. And it's gonna it's gonna be a comedy show. It's gonna be a party. We're gonna do readings. There's gonna be performances. So you're gonna see me, Lauren Lopkiss, who played Missy in the wrong Missy. She was Missy. She was also on Orange is the New Black. And then we're gonna have Rob Benedict come on. He was on Supernatural. He played God. He's gonna sing a cover of a Katy Perry song. And then Brian Sofie from the show Throwing Shade. And if you order your book through the Dynasty Typewriter website, you can get it actually custom signed. So if you're like, want me to sign it to you, or if you want to get it to somebody as a gift, if you order through the DynastyTypewriter.com website, you can get a custom book signed to somebody of your choice. So I hope you come. It should be really fun. And they do a great job at Dynasty. Uh, What about you, Lacey? Where can people find you, follow you, support you? What's the tweet that you like? Guys, tomorrow you can hear Arden on my podcast, Scam Goddess. Uh Uh-oh. Yes. So if you like robbery, if you like comedy, if you like Arden, come listen to Scam Goddess Pod wherever you get your podcasts. And then, as always, you can find me at D-I-V-A-L-A-C-I, Diva Lacey on all platforms. And a tweet that I'm enjoying right now um, in the fallout of this tweet is... Ask my husband which PS5 he wants, digital or not. He said, my PS4 is still working. Just add the money to our investment account and buy Sony stocks. Everything in this house is different. And then people are in the comments like, he said that because his side chick already pre-ordered it. Um, 
or or this tweet that's just y'all get on this app and talk and just say things just be saying and talking (laughs) (laughs) oh shit oh gosh Um, uh let's see let me let me go through here some tweets that i like actually you know i love a reductor's tweet and it turns out that her majesty got her first byline in reductress uh so shout out to her and hers is great it's this one it says why i stopped dressing for men and started dressing for my co-workers teenage kids who may see me over zoom uh so shout out (laughs) to you love you uh and go support that article go check that out uh yes you can find me on twitter and instagram at miles of gray also my other podcast 420 day fiance talking about 90 day fiance with sophia alexandra uh you can catch us on twitter at daily zeitgeist instagram at the daily zeitgeist we've got a facebook fan page and a website daily where we post our episodes and our footnotes footnotes thank you uh where we post that in our song the song we're writing out on tonight today tomorrow whatever you call this i don't know what time is what is linear time uh this is called exile by minuit so uh, this is a french band uh and this track the fucking bass line goes so fucking hard in the beginning you want to start like beating up a fucking punching bag or drywall whatever it is you want to start working out to it or i don't know shake up a cocktail do whatever you want to do the energy is undeniable in this track and it's just got this like sort of like retro kind of 80s synthy but groove to it i can't describe it you're gonna love it it's excellent take that and leave us alone okay so we'll see you tomorrow with more and actually later today with the trending episode until then take care peace and blessings bye Je suis un exilé, mais quoi qu'il se passe, il faut que j'avance.